afternoon and welcome another episode of the Crowder Booth. I'm Bryce Coon alongside Coach Tanner Glisson here of Troop County High School. We're here at Coaches in West Point, Georgia, a go-to place here. And Coach, I'll let you take it away real quick before we get started. Uh, tell us about this place. Uh, it's an awesome place, Bryce. We're down here at Coaches in West Point. Matt Livingston is the owner of Coaches and does a really, really good job supporting the community. They're known for their wings. I got me some wings to go home with, and, and we come down here quite a bit, but Matt Livingston and his folks do a great job. Yeah, definitely from everything I've heard and the scenery around here, it's definitely a place to come watch sports here in the area. And I know uh, people are excited as we see all the football on screen. It's coming close to football season. If you want to be able to watch this episode and catch up with all of our other episodes, make sure to follow us on all social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get all in the loop of every episode, including this one. And we'll start it off, uh, Coach, as uh, you're here coaching at Troop County High School, not too far down the road. And uh, tell us a little bit how you – you got started in coaching. What's your passion for coaching? And what was the first time that you said, hey, I would like to be a football coach? Well, I actually got started in your mother's hometown in, in Manchester, Georgia, and uh, just grew up there and played there and got my first start there as an assistant coach. I moved there from there, went to Greenville High School with Jeremy Williams, and, and then spent one year in Columbus at Shaw High School and came back to Manchester as defense coordinator and then was the head coach there, which was my dream for two years and, and then moved over to True County and this will be our fourth season coming up here at True County. We talked about before the show, your four years here at True County, you're starting year number four and you so you've had these freshmen through seniors for the whole cycle. Uh, you talked about, talk a little bit about how you started at Troop and, and where you are now. Well, it was kind of a unique situation in that the principal at Troop County High School, Chip Metters, he and I coached together for probably 12, 13 years and so uh, I was fortunate enough to take the job over at Troop County, but I was hired very, very late. I was hired actually June the 1st, that first year, and it was a rebuilding stage, and we ended up going one and nine. We played some really good football teams. I think it was eight total playoff teams. And then the following year, we were able to, you know, catch our wind a little bit, get our feet up under us, and, and we won eight ball games. Actually, I think it was eight straight football games to go eight and three. And then last year we went one better, went nine and three and lost in the playoffs to St. Pius. And looking forward to our fourth season. So as you embark on season number four here, uh, coming off a very successful season last year, you talked about that, that playoff loss. What are things that you're looking forward to? Um, you got some talent on the field. We were talking about this as some guys that are going division one. You can name those guys as well. And the guys that are just really developed um, in the past four years. And what does it mean to coach guys Throughout the whole four years, watch them grow and to be able to just have the opportunity to further their playing career at these big schools. Well, first and foremost, this senior class is very, very special to me. Just for what we mentioned earlier, is that I've been with them for four years, and they went through the hardship of the one and nine and the growth of the program. But you know, we're very excited. We're bringing back eight starters on one side of the ball and nine on the other, and so we're very, very excited about that. We do have some blue chip players that have developed over the years with King Makuta. He'll be a rising senior and he's committed to Alabama. Uh, Jamari Thrash, a wide receiver that's got several offers at Georgia Southern, Georgia State, you know, those kind of offers. And then if you dip down, well, also in the senior class, Jacorius Willis is a, probably a top 150, 200 prospect in Georgia that's a really good player. And then that sophomore class, you have two Auburn commits. One is uh, Kobe Hudson and one is Andy Boykin. And, and so, you know, those guys make you look pretty good. But uh, we have a lot of other really, really good high school football players. And so we're just really excited to get this season started. 
season's coming up here. We're talking earlier this week, acclimation period here as the guys are getting used to, you know, starting in shells and helmets and getting the shells and shorts and then it's pads and that's kind of where you see that separate, the boys to men separate. What are you most excited about and why is this time of the year exciting for you? Well, it's the start of something fresh. You know, everybody's 0-0 and everybody has big expectations and big dreams. The acclimation period is kind of, uh, it's a weird little, you know, set up there because most of us who, who go 365 are pretty well conditioned for the elements. And uh, I think Georgia High School Association has that in place just as a safeguard. But it's kind of now that the, ki the kids are kind of tired out of having helmets on because they've had them on pretty much all summer. And they're like, hey, let's go ahead and at least put the shoulder pads on and get in shells, get in full gear. And, you know, that thing that everybody looks good in shorts, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so we're, we're ready to kind of kick it in gear, and that'll happen uh, next week on Wednesday. Now, what are your expectations? You come in, like we talked about, on two successful campaigns, mm -hmm. kind of building from the ground up like you were talking about. You enter with a, a very good senior class, but you talked about that depth as well that's definitely important to have. There's uh, good players within the junior, sophomore, and freshman class. Mm -hmm. What are your expectations as you head into this season? First game, I think, is August 24th against Ridgeland. And, uh, what are your expectations for this season? Well, first and foremost, our internal expectations are always very high. And so that's, you know, nobody outside of our walls are going to put expectation on us that we don't already put on ourselves. But we can feel the buzz. We can hear the noise. You know, a lot of people are excited about our football team as we are. But we still have a long ways to go. I mean, I told the team just uh, today that, you know, we're not going to win a championship today. we got to get a little bit better, but we're not a championship caliber team at the moment. we got to work towards that. Um, but it, it, it's, it, it's a good situation to be in that first year that we were here. I think we started about five or six freshmen. Uh, in the eight and three year, I think we started four or five. Last year, I think we started uh, maybe just one or two. And now we're getting down, we don't have to start any freshmen. So, you know, the depth uh, factor is really, really good in our favor right now. One thing, talking to a lot of different high school coaches and going to games and, and playing within G GHSA, it's a lot of talent here in the state of Georgia. You've talked about your region. I mean, your region is housing some really powerhouses. I mean, you've had to play against guys, and we've talked about this, uh, Trevor Lawrence up at Cartersville, uh, Clemson. He's enrolled there now. And, yeah. and seeing guys like that, I mean, and you've seen your own team grow up mm -hmm. in front of your sure. eyes, really, and compete with these guys. Um, how, how fun is it? I know it's hard, but how fun is it to play in a region this competitive? Well, I think first and foremost, if you're a competitor, you want to play at the highest level. You want to play really, really good competition. And we try to beef up our non-region schedule, but our region schedule is such a bear. I mean, you're dealing with the likes of Sandy Creek and Cartersville and Cedartown and Central of Carrollton and uh, Chapel Hill and, and those football teams, LaGrange, who is a big rivalry for us. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a bear of a schedule. It's like being in the mini SEC. Yeah. And, and so, you know, number one, our guys get geared up for that. And on top of that, we have tried to create a, a competitive non-region schedule with Ridgeland, who went 11-1 last year in Quad A. And then uh, we'll have Columbus High here on a Thursday night, and then we'll turn around and play Callaway and Harris County. And so, which are two rivalry games, one to the south, one to the north. And so, you know, it's a very, very competitive schedule that should keep us on our toes. Once again here, we're at Coaches in West Point, Georgia with Coach Tanner Glisson, head coach at Troop County. Coach, we transition to this other topic here, something that I think a lot of fans, and, and this time of the year, you, you see a little more of it, and it seems like, especially with football, people want football 365 days a year. And uh, the, the rise of social media over the past five to 10 years has really created that. Uh, what is one thing that you've seen in how this social media age has helped the rise of high school football? Well, I think 
you hit the nail on the head. I think uh, you, a lot of people, especially down here in the South, get really geared up about college football and high school football and the pride that goes into their communities. And the social media has enhanced that. You know, it's at your fingertips now. You can get information about what's going on at Troop or other programs and recruiting and this and that. So, you know, people like you doing such a great job, you know, being able to get it out to, to the public is what kind of they're, they're starving to get that information. And, and it's just like a constant cycle now where it has become 365. It definitely is. Different recruiting websites have just covered all year long. You have guys that are dedicated to just covering high school football all year long in the recruiting cycle. You've been fortunate enough to have some guys like we talked about that are um, committed to some big-time schools and other guys that have offers to other schools. What is it like to be a coach um, and be able to coach guys that you know they're going to be able to play at the next level um, anywhere? I mean, whether it's D1, D2, D3, it's the next level, and that's really your job as a coach. You want to prepare them as men, but also give them an opportunity. What is it like to see guys get that opportunity? Well, first of all, I think it makes you a lot better football coach, you know, to have those type of guys, and it makes me look real smart. But I think the biggest thing is a lot of times coach in my position gets a lot, too much credit and too much blame. I think it's really somewhere in the middle. You know, uh, when Keem Makuta or Andy Boykin or Kobe Hudson commits to an SEC school, they say, oh, well, you know, Coach G and that true, they got them going. And, that, and, you know, and we appreciate that. But then also when you have a kid over here that's 5'7 and thinks he's going to the SEC and mama gets upset with you, you know. So I think really the truth is in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten to the point now where recruiting is so big and these co college coaches do a so such a good job of evaluating talent that, um, number one, if you're in a good program and you're doing the right things physically and mentally, that, you know, you're going to be on the radar screen. But I think the biggest, biggest issue now is the pressure that are on those kids through the social media. You know, uh, um, just the pressure to commit here, the pressure to commit there, the, uh, the pressure to know what you're doing at every waking moment. Where are you? Are you visiting here? Are you visiting there? Are you at home in your bed? You know, and, and so I think the pressure on those kids it's something that if you're not really tied into something like that, a lot of people really cannot understand and fathom how deep, you know, like you said, people are paying money to get information on 18-year-old kids. And that's and, and, and that's, uh, you know, you think about that for a minute, it sounds <laughs> real silly. And, and so I think that kind of pressure is, is just, I don't even know how you put it into words. And if you can, walk us through a day. What is it like having these college, these assistant coaches and coaches calling you? And, and how do you go about putting together essentially evaluations for your own players for these college recruiters? Well, uh, first and foremost, I think one of the best things is that the college have certain peers that they can contact you. And of course, they can contact me anytime, but the kids and visit schools. And just this past season, we had 91 schools visit Troop in about a three-week span, which obviously kept me on my toes because I'm supposed to be teaching and doing some things. And, and so that's first and foremost. What we try to do is, Huddle has made that tremendously easy. So you can go into Huddle with game highlights and film and stuff and just mass email that out to people who want to see it or, or provide them a link. But what we do is people who are potentially at that level, we uh, create player prospect sheets. And number one, we hand those to every college recruiter that comes in the door. And we also mass email that out as well. And, and of course, once you get a little momentum in recruiting and have some guys and you know, we don't have to work as hard as we once did because they know, hey, Troop County's got some players are coaching them right. And so really, you know, they do all the lead work and getting in touch with us. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about the pressure these kids are under from social media. I mean, 
uh, just being on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, whatever these kids are on, and mostly Twitter, guy puts up that he commits somewhere, and I mean, for example, guy commits to put Alabama, and especially in this area, Auburn fans are ragging him right down sure. underneath, saying sure. hashtag War Eagle. Sure. Um, what are some of the things that you've told your kids that have committed somewhere, and how to handle themselves and be careful with the social media aspect um, for your players? Not even for kids that are going to college, but just. You talked about it's a great thing, and it's helped get information about programs as well. But it can also, we've seen, uh, it can hurt players and individuals as well, and hurt their stock. What sure. do, what do you offer advice to you all? Well, and we try to go really in depth and try to educate all of our guys about social media. Number one, just talking about what we're trying to sell, and and who we are, and make sure we don't get stains on our reputation. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the biggest thing is, you know, we set up some parameters. You know, we don't like to do it true. Uh, okay, today Keem Makuta is going to release his top 15. Mm -hmm. You know, we we don't we don't try to play games with it because what happens is, when you play some games, some head coaches in the SEC and other colleges and recruiters, hey, they're human too, mm -hmm. and they and yeah. they. I don't want to say they get the feelings hurt, but I guess they get the feelings hurt, and there's this and that. So what we try to do, we try to be honest and upfront with the people who are recruiting them. We try to narrow our focus to schools three to five that we feel like are good fits for them. Uh, we don't push them one way or the other. We just provide information and allow them to, to make their own decisions with whoever the parent is that's involved. And then uh, on top of that, we, we try to honor our commitments and we don't believe in the decommitment process. You know, we talk about, hey, Anytime a kid comes to my office and says, Coach, yeah, I think I'm ready to commit, I try to play devil's advocate of why not to commit. Yeah. And if they hit all the checks and all the boxes, then I say, okay, well, maybe it's time. But we're really, really strict about and, and, of course, I don't think, you know, so far so good, but I don't think it's going to hold up forever is that we've never had a kid decommit as long as I've been there. Once they've committed, they've stuck with their commitment. But there are a lot of changeable parts, whether the position coach leaves or head coach leaves or whatever that may factor in that as well. So, you know, it's just a juggling that, trying to keep it all in perspective. Another thing talking about recruits is they have all these camps, you know, for quarter, the Elite 11 camps, uh, Trent Dilfer story. I mean, all these different camps and um, Nike camps. And, and how do you manage that? And how is it a thing if, if you have a kid that has the opportunity to go to that? What does it mean to have all these different camps and exposure that 15, 20 years ago didn't exist? Right. Well, first and foremost, and like I said, going back earlier, we're blessed at truth that we had 90, 91 coaches come through in our, in during spring. So during the evaluation period, what better way to evaluate our guys than right there on the practice field? Mm -hmm. and, and so what we have to understand is a lot of these things are money makers. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of kids are paying a lot of money. They wouldn't be doing all of this if, if somebody – what you know? What making money off of it? Uh, so first and foremost, you know, we give a at true. We're lucky enough. We sit right here on 85. We're able to give a hands-on with with college people that come through to see our guys. Um, but you know, we do a lot of team stuff, so we try to keep them away from the individual type stuff that they may do at some of those camps. And uh, and they get pulled in a lot of directions because you know ones that are sponsored by Adidas or Nike or whoever Under Armour. You know, they want to get their hands on them and they want to send them down to IMG or they want to send them to the Army All-American game or whatever so they can kind of brand them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a situation you really got to keep your thumb on. And we talked about all these different things. A little bit of a lighter question as we wrap up here. Um, this might be a hard one putting on the spot. What right. is your favorite moment, Coach? Maybe game? Um, no, no, you know, no. Win game. or anything. Yeah. What is your favorite moment, Coach? Game, game is not that fun for me as it used to be as an assistant coach. And, and here's why. The, the deal is you're going and you're putting your livelihood on the line with 16, 17, 18-year-olds on Friday night. And 
hoping that you train them the right way to respond the right way. And if you don't, you know, your job may hinge on it. So, so games are a lot more about stress than they are anything uh, from a head coaching perspective, at least from my experience. Um, I enjoy the practice time. I enjoy being around the guys. I, I enjoy the the day-to-day process with those guys in the classroom and the interactions that we have. And then I enjoy when guys go off to college or go off to the workforce and they come back and they talk about, you know, uh, what they want to see and the legacy to continue. And, and those are the most fun things, the relationships you have with the coaches and, and, and their families and, and more so than what happens on just one. You know, you feel like, think about it on a, on a regular schedule. You're playing 10 Fridays, 300, you know, in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's not a whole lot. So if you're just going to base it all on 10 Fridays, you know, you might be in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely sounds like you are excited for the season that's coming up and definitely are looking to build off that success and have a good gauge of what it's like to be in the recruiting world. So I want to thank you for coming on today and talking to us. So just a little bit awesome. about Troop and uh, – and Georgia High School Association in general and just what it's like to be a coach in the day-to-day life, day-to-day life of a coach in uh, high school football. So once again, thanks for joining us We're here at Coaches with uh, Coach Tanner Glisson here at Troop County High School. We're here in West Point, Georgia at Coaches, so make sure to come and check it out if you already haven't. It is a, uh, a sports hub, yeah. I guess to say. All yeah. the TVs in here. Uh, stadium seats. Stadium yeah. seats. It's a really nice atmosphere. And we want to thank you for watching. If you're listening, uh, thank you as well on iTunes. And make sure to subscribe to us on all social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, to catch the latest episodes. Thank you very much, and you all have a great day.